I want to invite you to grab your copy of God's Word this morning. Join me, not in the book of Ephesians. We're going to take a break for just a couple of weeks. This morning, we will find ourselves in Joshua chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. Church family, each year, the president will pause and address the members of Congress in a State of the Union address. Every year that I've been here, we have had a State of the Church address. And so this morning, I want to share with you from God's Word where I believe we are as a church family. I want to celebrate what God has done in the past. I want to look at where I believe we are in this moment and then where I believe God wants to lead us as we follow Him. I could think of no better place in Scripture than to consider Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. And so I want to read the text for us this morning and want to give us some context of what's going on in the nation of Israel at this point in time and then be able to walk back through the text together as we consider what does this mean for us here at North River. Verse 1 of Joshua chapter 1, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success." Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would open our eyes that we would be able to see. You would open our ears that we would be able to hear. 
and that you would open our hearts and our minds, that we would be ready to respond to your word and to your spirit. We ask all of this in Jesus' name, amen. You know, it's always fun when you do some sound upgrades, and they don't work, right? I'm going to do my best to use this handheld as best I can, and so I want you to follow along with me as we walk through the text this morning, and here's the main idea that I want you to write down that will frame our time together. We, as a church have the joy and privilege of playing a small part in God's grand plan of redemption. We as a church family play a small part in what God is doing and what God has done throughout all time. You know, it's interesting as we look in the book of Joshua, as we consider where the Jewish people are at this point in time in history. In fact, as you may know your Old Testament scriptures, the Jewish people had been in Egypt and they were living as slaves in that country. They were being oppressed by the Pharaoh of the day. They were not enjoying life as it was meant to be lived. In fact, they were being oppressed. They were being punished. And God had made a promise to his people that he would deliver them and send them into a land that he had promised for them. And at that point in time, as they are in captivity, as they are slaves in Egypt, God raises up Moses for them. And he says to Moses, if you will follow me, I will lead this people out of where they are into the promised land. Interestingly enough, A lot of things take place as we read through the book of Exodus, and what we see is God continue to show up time and time again. We continue to see God do incredible, amazing things through Moses' leadership, but here's the thing. The people oftentimes didn't do what God had called them to do. And so God says to them at the outset of the journey, since you will not trust me, we're going to spend 40 years wandering in the wilderness until you're going to go into the promised land. I don't know about you, but 2020 felt like 40 years. And yet, isn't it interesting that it was during that time that the Lord opened the door for us to move into this building? That even in the midst of a difficult season, God was still at work. What we see in verse 1 is that after the death of Moses, and you got to know the context of what's going on here, Moses had been the one that was leading the people at this point in time. He had led them for 40 plus years. When God would speak, he would speak to Moses, and Moses would speak to the people, and 
He was leading them through the hand of Moses. And yet, Moses dies. You got to think at this point in time for the people, this was a monumental moment in their lives. It was a monumental moment in God's plan for them. It was a monumental moment as they had to grapple with the reality that their leader was no longer there. Church family, I've told you this. It's always funny when we come to this point in time, when we do a state of the church, I talk in terms that people on the back end ask me and say, I was getting really nervous. I thought you were resigning this morning. I'm not going anywhere, church, all right? However, however, there will be a day where like Moses, I won't be here. Pastor Scott and I already made a pact that we're here till 67 and a half-ish, somewhere around in there. But there ultimately will be a day when I die. There will ultimately be a day when you die. 30 years from now, this church won't look the same as it did. The leadership won't be the same as it is today. And the people of Israel, the people, the Jewish people experience this thing. Where Moses died. In verse 2, Moses, my servant, is dead. This is what the Lord says. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. You're taking notes this morning. I want you to write down this first truth we see in verses 1 through 4, and it is God's plan unfolding. Now at this point in time, what we know is that God had already made a promise to His people. He reiterates it here. He says, listen, I have already made this promise to you. I made this promise to your forefathers. He had promised Abraham. He had promised Isaac. He had promised Jacob. He had promised Moses that he would send this people into a promised land. And here's the thing. It wasn't just so they would enjoy being there. But it was so that they would make an impact while they were there. That they would impact the culture around them. That they would impact the people around them. That they would be so devoted to walking with the Lord that the people around them would witness that and see that and want that. God was going to bless them so that they could be a blessing to the people around them. God's plan for the Jewish people was unfolding. I want you to think about it in relation to us this morning, church. What is God's plan for us? 
What does God want from North River Church? What has he called us to do? As we look at the text, as we think about his people here, as we look and we realize that God's promise to his people is that he would send them into the promised land, what has God called us to do? What is God's plan for us as his people? You know, as we think about the scriptures, what we know is that every single follower of Jesus has one mission. You know, it's always funny to me because I interact with a lot of different pastors. I read the websites of a lot of different churches and read the books that these pastors are writing about their churches. And they come up with incredible things like you need a mission statement and you need a vision statement and you need this. And and I always chuckle a bit. Because here's the truth. Jesus has already given us our mission. We don't have to manufacture anything. We don't have to come up with a catchy phrase. The mission that Jesus left his disciples with was to go and to make disciples. In every single gospel and in the book of Acts, as Jesus is leaving this earth, after he has laid down his life, after he has paid for our debt of sins, after he was raised from the dead, Jesus says to his followers, this is your mission from this point until I return, to go and make disciples of all nations to baptize them and to teach them all that I have commanded and I will be with you to the end of the age. So church, here's the thing. As we think about God's plan for his people here, I want you to think about God's plan for us as well. God's plan for North River Church is that we would be a church that is constantly, consistently making disciples of Jesus Christ. That everything that we do is for that goal. That is the plan that God has given us. That's the mission that he's called us to participate in. It's what God wants for your life and for my life. And that's the reason that every single week when we gather together, I am absolutely confident that there are people sitting in these seats that do not yet have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And every single week, my plea to those that are here that don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ is trust Jesus for your salvation. Church, That's our mission. Not only is that our mission as a church, that is your mission as a follower of Jesus. The reason that I say every single week that I want us to go into this community, into the places that God has called us to go into, and to share the hope that we have found in Jesus Christ is because that's what our lives should be about. You're not in the neighborhood that you are in by accident. You're not in the job that you are in by accident. 
You're not in the school that you are in by accident. Every single second of every single day, God has placed you where you are to point people to Jesus Christ. But here's the thing. We have to own that. We have to recognize that. We have to see that. We have to know that. So that when those doors of opportunity open up, and here's the secret, they open up every single day. You say, Pastor, I'm not sure. Just open your eyes. Look at the people that you interact with. Look at your neighbors. Look at your coworkers. Look at the people you go to school with. There are people every single day that you come into contact with that do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And for us as believers, that is our mission. That is what God has called us to do, to be faithful, to share the hope that we found in Jesus Christ in the same way that God had a plan for his people here. God has a plan for us. So here's my assurance to you, church. We will not deviate from the mission that God has called us to fulfill. There is nothing more important than we could give our lives to than to see people trust Jesus Christ as their Savior. What we see in the book of Joshua is God's people walking in lockstep with His plan. That God looks at his people and he says, I am going to do exactly what I promised I was going to do. As we continue on in the text, not only do I want you to take note of God's plan, but I want you to take note in verses 5 and 6 of God's provision. Notice what God says to his people. As he's told them, you're going to go into the land that I have promised to give to you. Notice verse 5. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. I want you to notice what God does. Not only does God say, hey, here's my plan. Here's what I want you to be about. Here's what I want you to accomplish. But he says here to Joshua, as he's getting ready to lead these people, Not only is there a plan for you to step into, but there is a provision to make it happen. Hear me in this. God never fails to provide exactly what we need to accomplish the mission he's called us to accomplish. Never will God look and say, here's what I've called you to do, but I really don't know that we have the resources to make it happen. Church, hear me in this. 
We have seen this play out at North River Church. We have seen over the last 10 years of this church's existence, God show up and show out in provision at every turn. We are standing, sitting in one of those provisions right now that the Lord opened the door for us to step into. Now think about this for just a second. After 10 years of meeting at a local elementary school, after 10 years of setting up and tearing down week after week after week, I know at least in the last five years that I've been here, phone calls midweek saying, hey, sorry, the air's not going to work Sunday. Hey, sorry, we're going to have to set up and tear down even through the summer because we're going to replace the flooring in the cafeteria at the school that never got done. I'm not bitter, church. I'm not. Times when the school was shut down because of hurricanes and we weren't able to go into it. And then 2020 happens. And we're not able to meet for months at a time. But at every single turn, God provided. At every single turn, God opened the door. At every single turn, God said, here's my plan. And I'm going to provide to make it happen. It was about a year ago that stood on the stage a little bit longer than that and shared with you an open door of provision that God had opened the door for North River Church to receive a grant for $1 million. Church, do you remember that? It's been amazing to watch God's hand of provision every step of the way. Right now, we sit in what was about a $2.8 million project when you include all of the furnishings. We sit in this building only owing $400,000. That's amazing. And here's what I believe. That's not going to be around very long either. And I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you to join me. I would never ask you to do something that we are not doing as a family. But let's give generously to retire that debt. I believe that God has already given us the provision to make that happen. If you're thinking, Pastor, maybe that's what God has laid on my heart. That's a four with five zeros after it before the decimal place, okay? That's it. But hear me this morning. We've seen God do double that. 
But church, here's what I want us to recognize, what I want us to understand is that what God has called us to do, He will provide what we need to accomplish it. Same thing holds true for people. That God has continuously over the last year brought new people to North River Church, people that he knows we need to accomplish the plan that he set forward for us to accomplish. Which means for you, if you are new on the scene at North River Church, we need you. We need you to serve. We need you to give. We need you to attend. We need you to jump in with both feet. You are God's provision that we need to accomplish the plan that he's called us to accomplish. What we see here in the text is the Lord promised his provision. Notice what he says, no man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. I was with Moses and I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Church, that is God's promise to us as well. I want us to recognize this reality The mission that God has called us to accomplish is a mission that will be accomplished. We're not walking through this hoping that God's going to do what He said He's going to do. In the same way that He says to the people here, don't worry about whether this can happen or not. God has already provided what we need for it to happen. What we have to do is be faithful to take the next step. That's what he says to his people here. I've already given you what you need. No man can stand against you. And I will never leave you or forsake you. When Jesus left this earth, that was the same promise that he made to his disciples. Make disciples of all nations, baptize them, teach them. And lo, I am with you to the end of the age. You look and you say, man, we need more at North River Church. Hear me this morning. We have everything we need because we have Jesus with us. Not only do I want you to take notice of God's plan and God's provision, but verses 7 through 9, we see God's purpose. He says to the Jewish people here, only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that my, Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then 
you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. As we look at God's plan and God's provision, what is it all for? Well, it's for God's purpose. Well, what is God's purpose? He just tells the people here, for their good and for His glory. That's what God desires in our lives as believers, in our life as a church, our good and His glory. But notice how He lays it out for them. He says to His people, Here's how you know as you are pursuing this plan, as you are walking in the provision that I have given you, here's how you know whether or not you will have success. How tethered are you to my word? See, here's the truth, church. We could build a massive church But if we don't remain tethered to God's word, it's no longer a church. For his people here, he said to them, stay committed to my word. Church family, that is for us as well. I've made this promise to you and I make it again today. We will not deviate from God's word. We will not compromise God's word. We will not water down God's word. We will stand firm on the truth of God's word, whatever it may cost us. And hear me this morning. As we remain faithful to God's word, we will experience God's blessing. And we will get to participate in making him famous in this world. I want to ask you if you would bow your heads with me and close your eyes. As our worship team makes their way back up, I want to give you an opportunity this morning to respond to the Lord. Maybe you're here this morning and you are one of those that I mentioned before. You've never taken the step of trusting Jesus Christ as your Savior. I want you to know that God's Word is very clear. That there is absolutely nothing that you can do in your own strength and in your own power to save yourself. You can't be good enough. You can't make the right decisions enough. It all boils down to this truth. Apart from a relationship with Jesus Christ, there is no hope 
but Jesus Christ can be your hope. Today you have an opportunity as we sit here with heads bowed and eyes closed right now to respond to the message of the gospel. You have the opportunity right now to trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. To receive what He did on the cross and what His resurrection provides for yourself. And maybe for you, that's the step that you need to take this morning. And if it is, in just a moment when we have an opportunity to stand and to sing, I want to encourage you to step out from your seat, to walk down the aisle this morning to the front, to grab my hand or Pastor Aaron's hand, and just simply say, I need a relationship with Jesus. And we would love to help you take that step. Maybe you're here and you are a follower of Jesus this morning. You're a part of the North River family. My prayer for you and for me this morning is that God would stir within us a burden to do what He's called us to do. That we would grab hold of His plan in His provision and for His purpose and that we would give our lives for that. Maybe this morning for you, you want to take a few moments as we sing here in just a little bit and make that commitment that you want to give your life to God's plan and His provision for His purpose. And you want to do that through the ministry of North River Church. And if that's you, I want to encourage you, come down and just spend some time on your knees before the Lord. Say, God, give me a burden for that. Work in me and through me to accomplish that. Maybe for you this morning, you have been around North River for a little while, but you've never taken that step of actually partnering with us as members. As we talk about what God has called us to do, it has stirred something within your heart, and you say, I want to be a part of that. I want to lock arms together with the family here, be on mission here. And if that's you, I want to encourage you as we get ready to stand and sing here in just a little bit, to step out from where you are and to walk down and just let us know that. Myself or Pastor Aaron, just say to us, it's time for me to be a member here at North River. We'd love to help you take that next step. Father, we ask this morning that you would give us the courage to respond. For those who need to take the step of trusting Jesus, give them the courage just a moment to step out from their seat and to walk down and to share that. Give our members the courage right now to hit their knees, to ask you to do something here 
that could only be explained by you at work. God, for those who need the courage to step out right now and partner with us as a faith family, would you give that to them as well? We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand? Would you sing? Would you respond to the Lord right now? You come as we sing.